Good morning, church. So, how, how accurate is that, that video? I don't have much to argue with. <laughs> I could tell you that, uh, I, I don't know how many of you know Bill. This is Bill Nicholas, and Bill has, uh, has been struggling with uh, anxiety. Now, we all struggle with anxiety at some levels, but we're talking about struggling with anxiety on a much deeper level for a lot longer. Um, and uh, so I'm, I want to interview, I, I asked them over a month ago if you'd be willing to be interviewed. It's been was, six weeks, yeah. Yeah, and just really excited about being able to share, and it's so good for us to learn from this. Have you been enjoying the interviews so far? Yeah? yeah? Good. I, I, think, I think there's something about knowing that somebody that's sitting next to us mm -hmm. is struggling with the same thing that we are. Amen. Bill, how long have you known, uh, <laughs> or when did you begin to realize that, that there was something different? That, that it you was were the way you about reacted? three years after I was married, so that was in 1995. I observed that I had changed my situation several times. I'm a preacher's kid. I've moved from church to church. I went to college. I went to high school, different places. And I realized that there was one constant factor, and that constant factor was anxiety. I was always anxious about something. I was never really at peace. So you realized that when, about three years after you were married, if mm -hmm. I remember, you said it was about 28 years old. Yep. But once you realized it, how long did you realize you've had it for? I can't remember a time when I didn't. So you've had it all your life? All my life. And, and you struggle with it even today? I do. Yeah. And what does it feel like when, when you have these anxious feelings? What does that feel like? Have you ever tightened up your, your stomach as if you're ready to take a punch? Mm -hmm. I can't relax that. Mm. The, 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 the stomach is just tight. It's, it's vibrating. It's, it's a, I, I feel like I'm going to have to take a punch, but I just can't let it go. It's, a, it's just a constant sort of vibration. So there's a, a physical aspect of it. There really a is. fluttering, you said, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about, about your mind? Is it? Is it racing? Is it? Uh... It can race. There are times when I can't think straight. All I can think about is an urge to to try to curl up in a ball and and uh, and hide. Is there? Um, that's that's really interesting. Is there? Is there, a, is there a, a safe place that you like to go to when you feel this way? And if, if you can get there, I want to get there, and I, it's, it's kind of my safe place. No specific place, but what I'd like to have is a place where I can curl up in a ball and, and put a blanket over my head and just just let it wash over me and, 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 and take the time necessary for it to pass. Now, listen, I, I, I've, I've seen you up here singing and, and happy. I mean, you have this, this wonderful presence. Uh, uh, most people would be terrified and get anxiety when they wouldn't normally get anxiety mm -hmm. just being up here singing or talking. Uh, but yet, you're here talking, you get up and sing. Uh, why don't you experience anxiety then? I know what I'm going to do. We had a conversation last night. We know what we're going to be talking about. I've been here before. I know many of you. This doesn't scare me. The, the anxiety that I feel often has no reason. That was one of the things in the right. video. There, there are no necessarily so, specific triggers, correct? There, yeah. e even if the triggers aren't there or when the triggers are there sometimes. But for me, I'm comfortable with you. I'm comfortable with the church. Awesome. Well, we're comfortable with you, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> how, how has God helped you dispel the darkness of anxiety? 
God has given me so many positive things in my life. He's given me my wife who understands and supports me. Amen. For several years, I had a service dog who could, just his licking my face <laughs> would help relax me. I mean, I don't know why it was, but just he would lick my face and that would take the load off. Mm. Um, I am blessed with a, with a job. I work at Patel where my anxiety leads to me really thinking hard about problems and they value that. So, so you, I'm valued. You get the leverage that mm -hmm. what somebody else would call a, a problem, you get to leverage it for something good. There's some research out there that says those of us with anxiety are, it's a two-edged or two-sided two coin. The other side of the coin is we get a really good memory mm. that we can remember lots of things and, and analyze things with a lot of complicated variables. And so it's, yes, I struggle with anxiety. It's sometimes overwhelming, but on the other hand, I'm blessed by God to be able to think about hard things sometimes. That's awesome. Is there a special Bible text that you like to go to? Great peace have they which love thy law, Amen. and nothing shall offend them. That's awesome. It's not just a promise, it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. If you and know that's for the everybody, law, isn't It's for it? everybody. Yeah, that's if you know the law, you know where you're at. That's a rock, that's a central. Yeah. That's the thing you can grasp onto. You've been experiencing this for a long, long time. Yes. What advice would you give to someone that's sitting there today right now that is overwhelmed by either anxiety now or they know that they will be at some point? They know they experience the same level of anxiety that you do at times. What was freeing for me was to have an actual diagnosis of anxiety. What it let me do is not try to solve the problem right now. Mm. There were times when I just can't I, I wanted to solve a problem. I thought I knew mm. what the problem was, and I could be very damaging, very, very hurtful to other people because I would, I would be obsessed about trying to figure out what was wrong, and, and I would figure, I would land on something that was random, and I would be dramatic, as it said in the video, or 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 whatever, and that was very hurtful, and so my advice would be. Recognize that it's just the anxiety right now and, 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 and just give yourself time for things to pass. And what would you say to, to your friends and church family, uh, the people around you? What do you wish they would know when you're experiencing this? What would be advice for us as someone who's experiencing this? First, I'm very good at hiding it. My, my wife is nodding over here. Um, but there are some times when I just need to step away and it's not because I don't like you. It's not because I disagree with you necessarily. It may just be because at that point in time, I'm feeling overwhelmed. So please don't take it personally if I withdraw. So the whole idea of, you know, don't look at me strange, give me compassion. That's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Bill, thank you so much for having the courage to share with us. Let's give Bill a big round of applause. Thank you so very much, man. Awesome. Yeah, great job. Wow. I want to put up a Bible text, and uh, it's found in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, and it says this, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Uh, 
I wanted to find a way to kind of illustrate anxiety for you. And uh, so I've got this <laughs> fairly heavy, in fact, this is a little heavier than I thought it was going to be, actually. Uh, but, 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 but having anxiety is like having this thing in your hand, right? And, and it starts to, it's okay at first, you can deal with it, but, but the longer you have it, it is harder to hold. It just gets heavier and heavier. Your capacity to be able to deal with it becomes less and less and less. And that's why you want to just go away somewhere and curl up. You, you don't want anybody to, to, to experience it. You, don't want it. you just want to be able to, if you lay down, it's not that heavy, right? It's there. So what we do, though, uh, once we realize that we have this anxiety, once we know that we're dealing with this, what we do is we take that anxiety. And we're like, well, if I could just somehow find a way to carry it so that it won't be so ridiculous, right? So we put it in a, in a backpack. Man, that's really hard to hold with one hand. Can I just say? Okay. <laughs> it's just lack of exercise on my part more than anything else, probably. <laughs> so we put it in the backpack. And, uh, you know, we say, look, uh, no, nothing's wrong with me. I'm good. No, really. Everything's fine, you know. Uh, and, <laughs> in fact, I was going to try to preach the rest of the sermon with this out, but that's not going to happen. Uh, but this also gets heavy and heavy, and it starts pulling you, and it starts pulling you. And, and, it, and it's just such a, 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 a burden to carry. That's why Proverbs, the wisest man that ever lived, apparently Solomon understood something about anxiety, huh? The wisest man that ever lived said, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. And then Jesus, in Matthew 11, verse 28, said these words. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Some versions say who carry a heavy load. Come to me, and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. The news today is filled with anxiety-producing narratives. Isn't that true? Uh, you don't have to have a condition today to be experiencing na uh, anxiety. Let's be honest. Uh, North Korea peace. North Korea no peace. Right? Middle East turmoil. Iran, Russia, Syria. At home. Six months you want to experience some anxiety? Six months after Hurricane Maria, Puerto Rico is still without energy. Most of Puerto Rico is still without energy. What, what is up with that? Right? Can you imagine if all of a sudden your lights went out, everything went out, and you have to experience the rest of your life, or at least the next six months, without electricity? Right? Your phone would not charge anymore, just so you know. Your computers would die, your lights would die, your stoves would die. I mean, there's all kinds of things that would happen. And, and, and then water won't run the same way that it does, you know, and you have to go and do stuff. And some of these people live in very remote places. Can you imagine the anxiety that that could bring on, right? There's catastrophic lava still spewing and flowing from Kilui volcano, and it's devastating homes today. Still, people being affected by breathing the sulfur dioxide. 
You think there's some anxiety in Hawaii today? There are school shootings. I read somewhere that there's an average, lately there's been an average of one school shooting per week. And you wonder why our teenagers have anxiety. You wonder why our young people are, 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 are stressed out and, and anxious. And, and we're just like, yeah, come on, get over it. You don't get over it. Like, that's like, if I get up here and I said, look, here's how you stop anxiety. Just stop. Right? Some of you would actually maybe want to think about shooting me, if you could, you know? Like, you don't just stop that. Right? That's not the way it works. And sometimes we do that with people all the time. We say, look, come on, just get over it. Come on, get, get a life. You know, get, what's wrong with you? And th- there's nothing wrong with you. One of the things that Bill said, he didn't say it this time, or maybe I missed it, but one of the things he said is, you know, one of the best things that I realized is that I wasn't bro- broken or flawed. This is just me. I love that. I wasn't broken or flawed. This is just me. This is just who I am. And we have to learn to deal with each other's idiosyncrasies. I've got idiosyncrasies. Maybe they're not anxiety. They may be something else. But we all have them. And we all have to learn to work together. Because by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have what? Love for one another. Whether you have anxiety, whether you have uh, challenges, financial challenges, uh, whether you you are lonely, whether you have been raped, whether you are a rapist, whether you are... uh, uh, experiencing a- any kinds of, of, of anything at all that would cause anxiety, whether you watch the news too much. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you are my disciples. We hear of racial profiling, human trafficking, rape, murder. It's It's unbelievable, and I believe that what's happening, you've heard me say this before, but I believe what's happening is that we're becoming more and more desensitized because we are so bombarded by all these things that we see and hear. I think probably the best advice that I would give you is, if I could just give you one advice, is stop watching the news. Seriously. Because nobody tells you about the good things that are happening. People only tell you about the bad stuff that's happening because that's what sells news. The whole world seems to be in turmoil. Terror-filled, anxiety-filled. There's economic uncertainty, political corruption. Even Morgan Freeman, have you heard about that? I mean, Morgan Freeman, what's next? Mr. Rogers? I mean, what is going on here? It's just unbelievable. And whether you have an anxiety condition or not, let me just tell you right now, I think all of us, we don't recognize it. We experience a level of anxiety that is affecting who we are, how we serve, how we love. It is affecting our kingdom journey. And we need to recognize it. And we need to ask God to help us lay that burden the cross right so if I were to take this and say this is my anxiety I don't have it as bad as Bill or others but we've been looking at this picture this whole time what if I take this and I say look this is me being a great drawer great artist I am 
And we know that in the light is this thing called the cross. And we lay this at the foot of the cross. That's what God wants. And he promises us that he will give us what? He'll give us rest. He'll give us peace. Our world is full of trouble, confusion, hectic. Look, even dogs get anxiety. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Fred actually bought a treadmill for his dog. Isn't that true? Not for himself, although he uses it sometimes, but it's for his dog. So his dog can kind of walk off the anxiety. I get that. This is a crazy world we live in. Does God know the problem that we're in? Does, does he see? Does he understand anxiety? Does he know that this whole earth is on a collision course? Does he have any kind of plan? Do you remember the old spiritual? He's got the whole world in his hands. Does he have us in his hands? Have you ever held the baby in your, in your hand? You're just kind of very gentle. You want to make sure you don't crush it, you don't drop it. You know, you, you get, that's when I get anxious, by the way. It's when somebody gives me a little baby to hold, which I love, but, but it's, anxi it's anxiety. But only once did this world ever tremble in God's hands. It was on a Thursday evening. And I want you to forget all the paintings of Gethsemane's that you've seen kneeling by a carefully chosen rock, the robe flawlessly draped, every hair in place in Jesus, right? Ready for the camera. No, 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 no. Now forget that picture. We are told that Jesus was there and he was sweating blood. Do you think he was experiencing anxiety? At that moment, deciding God, please, if you could take this away, if, you, if we don't have to do it this way. That night, Jesus was carrying the sins, the anxiety of the whole world upon him. That's why he says, come to me and I will give you rest. Yes, lay it right there because I did it for you. When I died on the cross, I took all that anxiety from you. The fate of the whole human race trembled in the balance. And the cry of a lost and lonely planet, confused and fearful, were all echoing in his ears. He knew us. He knew Bill before Bill was even born. But he stood up and did what? Headed right for the cross. Amen? In John chapter 14, verse 27, I think Jesus knowing that the pace of this world and the intensity of this world would get so crazy and out of control as he is making his will right before he leaves his disciples. And he knew his disciples would tell each and every one of us, this is what he willed us. Isn't that cool to know that God willed us something? Before he would die, he said, peace, I leave with you my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Do not be anxious. I give you peace, and my peace is different than any peace that you've ever experienced in this world. My peace is real. Do you believe that? There's a story of a king who had serious anxiety problems. And so he summoned a bunch of artists and he says, I want you to, to, to paint the perfect picture of tranquility. And so one artist after another came up with some, some of these uh, wonderful, tranquil scenes. Uh, one person at a peaceful remote by sandy beaches, you know, that was his happy place, right? Another one was a quiet, tranquil lake. Another one was an old couple rocking in chairs together. Another one was a peace treaty being signed. I thought that was a pretty good one, right? But the winner, the winner was a painting that depicted waves crashing against jagged rocks, violence of a crushing storm. There was lightning, there was wind. You could just see it all in the painting. But in the small corner of the painting, there was a little bird cuddled in a nest under the protective wing of his mother. Right, I just want to be in the ball and curl up, right? And it was totally oblivious to the raging storm. And that was the winner. Amen? And it was entitled, Peace. <laughs> in this world, that is filled with chaos, trouble, hurt, anxiety, that is constantly reminding us of total upheaval. The God who experiences everything, every time. You know, that's one of the qualities about God, right? That means that he experiences every pain all the time. He's everywhere. He's with the starving children in Bangladesh. He's with the people that have lost their houses in Hawaii. He is with every one of you that is suffering because something is happening in your life. And all of us, things happen all the time. Each and every every moment, God, and it's all there. And God is an emotional God. Do not think he's not. Don't think he's like super man that doesn't feel anything. We are created in his image, and if we have emotions, guess what? He has emotions. And all these things that could bring great sadness to God are, are just there. And somehow he takes it all upon him. But the Bible says that there is one thing that brings great joy to heaven. You ever read that? It's wonderful. All these things that are happening are constantly bringing amazing, um, uh, amazing amount of, of dread and, 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 and sadness. And there's all this stuff that's happening. There are times when God is saying, I can't wait till this is over. Enough is enough. I just got to wait for this moment. I can't wait. You think you can't wait? <laughs> God can't wait. But in the midst of all that, there's one thing the Bible says that makes him tremendously happy, that there was joy in heaven, the Bible says, over in the presence of angels. So who is the one that's having all the joy? Who's the one that's dancing in heaven over this one thing, whatever it is, that I'm going to share with you? Who is it if it's in the presence of angels? It's God. There's one thing that makes God get up from his throne and go, yes, all right. This is going to be good. This is going to be great. And the Bible says it's this. Over one 
sinner.